Hey guys, it's uh, Crafty from Craftworks Distillery and Aussie Craft Distillers shooting the shit. And we are back. We are back from our summer holidays. Luke, are we back from our summer holidays? It's definitely summer in here. It's summer. Holiday, not so sure, no, but no. it is definitely fucking summer. We're in, a, we're in a black box. So Luke, for those who don't know, local nerd, he is IT and he's in a room that... Looks, it's, a, it's actually a padded room. It, yeah, it's, it is. It's a padded. It is. It's a padded black room, and it looks like he's a professional hacker. I'm just saying, you need to change the image, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a good look. Oh. <laughs> and, and are you? Yeah, are you? Come on. Uh, let's not expose. All <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so tonight our first ones. Oh, they're straight out of the starting block. Our David regulars. and Caroline. Our regulars. Hello, hey, hello. Hey, guys. So, yeah, so we're back uh, shooting the shit. Uh, the economy has turned, but we are still here. So uh, Aussie Craft is still shooting the shit. We've got a big year planned. We've got some real good ones coming. And uh, we'll talk and about special events as well. And special events. Yeah, oh. yeah, special events. But um, tonight we're kicking it off with some mates of us, of Craftworks, and they are down the road so they are technically yeah technically my local distillery maybe not quite but almost my local distillery so i'm talking about jones and smith distillery uh in spring hill between bathurst and orange and we're with nick and tony hey guys how are you good hey how is they look relaxed they do they look really relaxed yeah they've already been into it yeah we got a lot of <laughs> A lot of technical difficult questions, so we'll rip into that shortly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, this is we, we said that it's going to be nice and easy, but actually, no, we're going to do a deep dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. You, the answers is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a trapdoor, you stand on it's like poof, and you're hanging there going, That's not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got in the top left hand Brady Bunch box, uh, the one, the only, the uh, Todd. Hello, Todd. Howdy. Howdy. We've got a howdy. Hello. We've got a howdy. An energetic Todd. He's pumped. He's ready to go. He's loaded with questions, I can tell. <laughs> you've, had, you've had all all summer holidays to uh, I know. Have, uh questions. I've forgotten all of my questions. We might throw you under the bus twice tonight just for quick and Sure. We've got the button. Yeah, we've got the button. Yeah. Next, all right. Next will be under the bus questions. <laughs> Oh, cool. Oh, hey, we can do it that way, too. I don't think I can make up a, uh, a little jingle in that time, though. <laughs> yeah, where's, where's my laptop? <laughs> All right, so let's let's kick it off. Um, okay, so um, Nick and Tony, as I said, from Jones and Smith Distillery. Um, so Tony started pretty much the same time as I started, so 2015. 2017, uh, yeah. sorry, my mistake, 2015's my IB, 2017, you're right, 2017, yeah. um, and we both have Burnsy stills, uh, yeah. Tony's got a bit more Burnsy gear than, than mine, so let's go back to the basics first, let's go back to pre-having uh, a distillery, and guys, tell us how the hell you got into it, and why the hell you got into this crazy game. Oh, you start. You're, you're the one. <laughs> I just jumped on board. <laughs> but but we, we brought, brought a few acres out to Spring Hill 
oh, probably 17, 18 years ago now. And as soon as I moved in, the grass was long and there was seed on it. And I thought, gee, I'd love to, love to learn how to, to distill whiskey. I was always in the liquor game. And, um, yeah, managed pubs around Orange and had my own out in Manildra for five years. Right. Um, yeah, and always had an interest of, because I was always sold plenty of whiskey, of, of making it. So 2017, we, <clears throat> uh, my daughter Kylie, Nick's wife, um, we got together, went down, went down to Tasmania about uh, six times in a couple of months, I suppose. Looked well, around all the distilleries, um, uh, got to yeah, got to meet up with a couple of nice distillers down there, good good friends. Done the course, went and yeah. worked for one for a couple of weeks, and away we went. So yeah, we had, had a news agent before that for ten years. So up at two thirty three every morning, and um. We sold that, and the kids said to me, "Dad, something you always wanted to do. Why don't you do it?" So that was when we started. Wow! So 20, mm. 2017. So you were you were doing this trip? What twenty sixteen? Were you or twenty? Yeah. The, 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 the trip down to Tasmania. Yeah. No, all twenty seventeen. All twenty seventeen. Yeah. And you and you opened up in twenty seventeen. So you went from uh, this is a great idea to holy hell. Yes, you got your distillery up and running within one yeah. year. Yeah. Wow. And then Bernsey, we got all of Bernsey, he started making our still. Yeah. And probably halfway through it, we decided we should, we better check on how much power we've got to run this still because we found out how much it needed to run it. Yeah. And um, we had nowhere near enough power. Oh, <laughs> so, which we, we built the house about uh, eight years before, I suppose. And, you know, I had to put a new post and power up the post. And um yeah, and all three phase, but we had nowhere near enough to run this still. Mm. So so what do you do? Just really quickly get a sparky yeah. to fix that. Yeah, so so we went went to the, the power company and said, Right, eh, this is what we've got to run, what do we need? And and for an upgrade, which it cost us a fair bit to put it up there just a few years before, mm. an upgrade is gonna cost about thirty eight thousand oh. a new pole. And I said, "All right, we've got no choice. It's already underway. You better do it." And um, two months of their research and everything, they've come back to us and they they're about to do it. And they said, "Oh, got some bad news. We're, we're starting soon, but now it's going to cost you seventy eight thousand. <laughs> what? And wow. we said, "Why?" And they said, "Well, um, I don't know whether you know Spring Hill and, and Orange and Millthorpe." Yeah. So, so out at Millthorpe, the Millthorpe area, which is only ten minutes drive from our place had some weakened power lines running through the town there. So we had to replace them weakened power lines for them to upgrade our power. <laughs> That's a very and, interesting arrangement. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah. so they're more or less getting someone else to do the maintenance somewhere else yeah. to pay for the maintenance. So I politely told them where to put it, and we brought a um, generator. Yeah, um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we do, diesel do it on a diesel that. generator, yeah. How many kilowatts is your generator? 50, 55 kVA. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you're still running on the generator, yeah? Yep, yeah. And, and we can run, the electrician says we can run probably another still the same size on it too. Oh, wow. But all, a- all it might change very shortly with <laughs> the way we're going. I I had a, had a similar arrangement. So one of the, you know where I am, Tony, the back of a pub, yep. right? 
So one of the very first questions before I signed my lease was, do you have three-phase power? And they went, yeah, we have three-phase power. Mm -hmm. And then I was all done and dusted. And then it turns out electricians were too shit scared to actually have a get in and have a look at the box because it was just like full of gremlins. And they they said, there's no way you'll be able to run what what power requirements you want uh, off the existing three phase. Mm. And for six weeks, I sweated with the energy company. The the power box and everything was just out the front, but they they couldn't confirm or deny if we could run a separate feed uh, to my shed. So weeks i was i was shipping bricks i really was yeah because everything was underway oh yeah let's um let's talk about what everyone's got in their glass we normally do that a bit earlier so um i'll go first so we're drinking something which is um it's pretty special um it's something all right too yeah it tastes all right and it's I can't say that um, I've had a lot of it. This is like my first bottle, um, and yeah, it's really bloody good. It's a great. You get the angle right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's a great release. Close. Yeah. It's a special release. Oh. It's called the. Which one's it called? The Distillers Release. The Distillers yeah. Release. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so it's uh, rum cast, finishing rum cast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so so two different barrels. There's a. a, a I had a cherry barrel put down for about, well, heading towards uh, four and a half years, a cherry barrel and a bourbon barrel yep. and um, amongst all my barrels. And I've already had a, a cherry release, a bourbon release, and I wanted to do something special for the distillers release. So I finished it off in a Jake, Jamaican rum cast for about six to seven months. Mm, so Really, really, really yeah. good. I was, got, I was going to try. Yeah, I it's got great oils mm. and it's it's uh, I'm not not pissing in your pocket, but it's one of the most aromatic mm. uh whiskies I've had in quite some time. Mm. It's that's good. It's we, we, that we got that Jamaican barrel a little while ago and you've been saving it for some yeah. Sa- saving it just for what I wanted to do, yeah. But yeah. Because, but we, we only released that about seven days before Christmas and um we had our other two and thought, right eh? And um, so, yeah, so um, we, we left as long as we could in the other barrel. Then six months before Christmas, we put it in into the Jamaican rum barrel. And where'd you get the uh, the rum barrel from? Jamaica? Um, I got it from Barrel Brokers. So it, it, it was a, um, it was a uh, European oak and it was a rum barrel. So, yeah. yeah. Barrel Brokers, you said. Barrel yeah, Brokers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, early early days barrel brokers. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so Todd, what do you what do you got in your glass? At the moment I have this one. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Ooh, Tony, uh, bring it forward. Chardonnay. Or bring it bring it back. Back back to oh, how do you how does he focus? No, I saw it I saw it up closer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cape Bar and Chardonnay cask. Yeah, no. oh, eh? yeah. Really yeah. interesting story with those guys. So Eddie Brooke, Eddie Brooke trained under uh, Jim McEwen, ex uh, Brook Laddie, um, ex out of what is it? Out of out of who? Uh, the new one on Isla. I can't remember. Anyway, and the, and prior to that, by more 
But um, Jim McEwen's actually a business partner of uh, Cape Byron. Um, yeah, right. They've made a whiskey which, if you close your eyes, it relates back to Brook Laddie and the classic Laddie. Yeah. yeah. One of my favourites. Which is, yeah, it's my, it's my go-to Desert Island dram. And it's, it's fascinating. Well, the original over the Chardonnay cask, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah the original. I, I prefer the original myself too. But it's, um, you know, it's, it's made in a different country, different yeast, different malt, different process, different, different, different. And somehow, Jim, a different still, somehow Jim McEwen has managed to create a linkage back to the Brook Laddie Classic Laddie. That, yeah, he's a master distiller. And, that's amazing. You know, that is a true master distiller. And, and, and the colour of it, like good colour from a, a, a white grape, it's good colour, yeah. isn't it? That one, mm. yeah. Yeah, the um, well, that one I should say, yeah. that one, yeah, you yeah. Imagine it'd be a little bit lighter, but it's um, it's quite a, it's quite a fruity, it's very fruity, um, sweet whiskey. It's it's very approachable, and it's not, it's not quite as creamy as Brook Laddie, but um, it's no, still, it's still very, very nice. Mm. Yeah, oh, and it's got it's got that that lineage. But what's really cool about it is it's unique. All right, and that's the cool thing. You know, a lot of Australian distillers are making unique whiskies. So we're, not making, we're not making regional whiskies per se. We're making very much specific terroir distillery whiskies all around Australia. Yeah. Which, which I'm going to go on to this. Oh, uh, yeah, turn that around. Uh, back. back, back, stop, stop. The ale saviour. The ale saviour from Corowa. So that was during the depths of COVID. They distilled beer. Yeah, hello. Bridge Road. Mm. Yeah, from Bridge Road. Ah, yeah. We've got some of the original Corowa too. Yeah, yeah. Corowa's, they're, they're doing some pretty that's, amazing stuff. That's the yeah. characters one. Yeah. But the going back to what just what uh, Todd put up. So the ale saviour uh, is really the first of distilled beers coming out of Corowa. But there's a lot of Australian distillers who, of course, during COVID got access to beer because it was just going down the, down the, the sink. You had brewers who had kegs and they had no bars. So yeah. it was like, fuck, what do we do with it? And distillers stepped up en masse and distilled it. What are you looking at? Who's that? Just to... Every, hey. everyone's, everyone's saying how much they... Well, everyone. Uh, one and us are saying, that's everyone, <laughs> how much they love Brooklady. <laughs> I I am a massive fan of Brooklady. It's very much part of my DNA and, and what I do. So yeah, cool. All right. I'm, I am also a fan. So Nick, what are you drinking? Tony, what are you drinking? Uh so we're drinking some of yours. Crafty. We're drinking one of your first release. Well, yeah. talk, talk about something special. Crafties. I am. So, this is not orchestrated, by the way, guys. Sorry, our audience of one. This is not orchestrated, okay? <laughs> um, we we not long ago because we yet got one off you before. Not long ago, finished it when you said when you, we rung and exchanged um, sort of poured a bottle yeah. of each other that day, and I thought, oh, good, I've got it just a small drop left, so now now I recharged. But, but you, you, you can see the, um, the, the lineage between I am and I am too, can't you? Yeah. 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 
yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is a difference, and, and I've still got a little, little bit of the, the other one left, just a tiny little bit. Yeah. But just, just so I can compare when when we're drinking it. So mm. I, I should have brought them both over this afternoon. But absolutely beautiful. I love Thank that you. dark, that dark color. Yeah. Coffee. Okay, you, you wouldn't think the percentage was sixty-two point seven. No, that's, I, I actually, to be honest, I put a lot of that down to um, the way we cut and the still and um, no chill filtration. And no, yeah. no, we, none of us do chill, fil, fil, chill, 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 chill filtration. And I firmly believe those oils and fats have a softening effect yeah. on the heat and, and the alcohol. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, that's my belief anyway. We, um, Todd, Todd and I, over the weekend, uh, we started work on the next I Am release. We, we pulled down seven barrels. Who pulled and, down? Hey, oh, all right, Todd, Todd pulled down seven barrels. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you situated at, Todd? I'm currently at Padstow Heights. And well, I'm trying to get out to the shed a couple yeah. of times a month to help them out. So. Oh, it keeps, keeps me on the street. So Todd's my right-hand man. Mm -hmm. He's in the business, but he's not in the business. Yeah. Best way to describe it. And he's... Um, he's very unpaid. He's very unpaid. He's, he's, <laughs> he's getting a $75,000 pay increase, and he's ecstatic. Can't <laughs> wait. I can relate, Todd. I don't get paid for anything I do either. I'm all Kylie. Well, it's people, coming. People, uh, who, I can't remember who said it, but it was someone at Blackgate's um, Water Whiskey Day. Oh, it was Ellie. It was Ellie from Karoo. And she said, everyone needs a Todd in their lives. <laughs> well, I've got a Todd and Kylie. Your Todd is a Nick and Kylie. <laughs> that's, uh, that's classic. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's, let's try and do something here. We're, we're here to do something. Um, so, okay, so you went to Tassie. You did a course. Was it the Redlands course you did? Or? Yeah, the Redlands course, yeah. Redlands course. So you came off the Redlands too. course and you had a had a fundamental grasp of what's required. And then you talked to Bernsey and no doubt Bernsey called you a dickhead a couple of times, like he's called yeah. me a dickhead a few times. Yeah. Yeah. still does. Yeah. So you finally got your gear. You finally got started. How did you... Create your craft. How did you know right at the start what you wanted to do and how did you approach it? Well, well as I said, I went down with the, the Adams boys for, for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. worked down there and, and they, unbelievable, the knowledge. Uh, Big Adam more, more so at the time. Little Adam was great, but he was still building at the time too. Yeah. Um, Big Adam was um, a paramedic and he one or two days a week, I think, and just um, taught me the, the different flavours they were putting into theirs and that. And I, we come home and me and Nick and Kylie and Dot sat down and, you know, just studied the different grains and that that we wanted in it. So then we went from there. And when you first turned the still on... Sorry? When you first turned your still on and you, you ran your first spirit... Um, because you brew, so you yeah. you're not yeah. only distilling. You did it right off the off the back of brewing yeah. straight away. Yeah. 
In actual fact, Burnsy came up and helped me the first you week. Did the first one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's he right. Came yeah. up and I told him what my recipe was. And he said, Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it should be okay. And, and um, yeah, so he came up and stayed with us through it all through the um, day. Yeah, from, from start to, to finish. Yeah, nice, nice. And so, has, your, has your recipe changed and evolved since that first? Yeah run or yeah, bar barrels have so i always like different you know different barrels all the time um so um it's going to be hard to produce something yeah, like as i said our, our maple syrup finish one is mm. just about sold out it's going to be hard to produce that again yeah <clears throat> but but we'll put something different in its place um we, we sort of um bury our our smoked grain a little bit yep so um, so some of them will have, um, you know, I have my, my Pilsner malt and my uh, and beechwood smoked, and yep. we'll vary vary the beechwood smoke with, with the Pilsner. Sometimes we'll have, uh, mostly we'll have twenty five percent in all our all our whiskies. Right. Uh, occasionally I'll go up to close to forty percent. Mm. Okay. But no, none of them ones have been released yet. None of the the. the what, what, what what's driving that shift? Is that because you're, you're you're aiming for a certain profile, or you've got a certain barrel in mind, or what? Um, just yeah. Sometimes barrel, you do. Yeah. You, you change your grain percentages based on how the the barrel you're going to put the, it. In. The barrel I'm going to put it in, um, and, and we think yeah, we want to try to cover a fair bit of the market too. Yeah. So not that it's going. To, it's not. It's not peated. It's not, and it's not going to be heavily smoked, but it's going to be. More than what our twenty-five percent is, so and um and uh, nearly nearly mostly at the end of you know before summer gets here, I'll do once a year I'll do it right. I'm going to do a, a bit heavily peed one, so I'll, I'll have a look what barrels are coming through, and all of the bar barrel through that I think will be suited to it. So, but I think deep down, <clears throat> you you create what you like to drink. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whatever we create, whatever we like to drink, um, we sort of try and replicate it. Yeah. In the future, we're not going to create something that we don't. No, we not we drink don't like that. So. No, I'm not an overly peated, uh, strong peated whiskey fan. So yeah, I think something just slightly smooth um, is is what what we like going for. Um, uh, I and, think. And we, sorry, I was just going to say, I, I think what you, what you're doing there is you're using the um, the beechwood smoke um, to add structure as well to, to, yeah. to your whiskey. You're adding another level uh, and yeah. complexity to it. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that, that's what, what what we're aiming for. We'll, we'll quite often there'll be um, got two sons, Nick and me, will sit down, um, and we'll we might try a few few of the barrels that that are you know around a three 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 and a half year old. We'll yep. get a bit and blind taste them with numbers on the bottle, and um, yep. gee, that's my favourite. Then you know, that's yeah, and we can't sort of we're, we're a bit hopeless at times. We can't work out which one we'd favour. <laughs> so so <laughs> they're, they're all they all suit our taste pretty well. <laughs> I'll um I'll share something with you. Um, hang on, just turn the mics off because this is strictly confidential. I don't want anyone to know. Okay, yep, okay, yep. all right. Yep, so yep. so <laughs> we're we're off air. We're off air. So um. Last weekend, uh, Todd and I pulled out. Todd, Todd pulled down seven barrels, right? 
and we pulled down uh, PX cask, Oloroso cask, um, Sherry season wine wood, um, wine wood chard. Uh, what else, Todd? Uh, Manz Manzanella, Manzanilla. Yeah. So put different styles of port. Yeah. Wine cast, right? So so, and we laid out the seven barrels. But what we did is we tasted them all because we were trying to find the right vatting mix to create our next uh, I am release. Yeah. The the revelation, and I and we both knew this, but it was I had two and a half hours driving back on my own. And I was just going over it in my head. After tasting the seven barrels. No, this is the next day. Uh, yeah, the next day we pulled the barrels. So. <laughs> so we tasted all the barrels, right? But the revelation was that of the seven barrels, the I am Mashville flavor was the foundation flavor that ran through everything. The nuances came from the barrel. So another way of looking at it is instead of the traditional Scottish 80% of the flavor comes from the barrel and 20% comes from whatever else, it was, no, 80% of the flavor is coming from how we craft our new make spirit. Yeah. 20% is coming from the barrel. The barrel, yeah. I, I think the barrel gets too much credit sometimes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it, it's, it, it's your, your recipe and how you do it, I reckon, your cuts, as you said earlier. I, I'm a firm believer that there's more to do in a new make. If you if you craft a new make and you use good barrels, obviously that's important. Pardon me. But it's not all about the barrel. Yeah. If you don't craft a good new make, it doesn't matter what barrels you're going to go into. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Shit, shit out, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah, yeah. So you're right there. I, I believe it's not all in the barrel, but yeah, you know, barrels do have a bit to play with it. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Too, so. It is an element. Now we've had a question come in actually from uh, Craig Heron. Have you tried Gladfield malt peated or Manuka malts? Love to try Manuka at some stage. Mm -hmm. No, we haven't. But there are lots of uh, lots of beekeepers around our area. We've, we've talked about using yeah. different types of honey and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. so we haven't progressed that far yet. So. so your bumblebee or whatever you call it, Crafty, that was not Manuka honey, but it was fairly flavoursome with honey, wasn't it? That was barrels seasoned with honey. Barrels seasoned yeah. with honey. Yeah, and then removed and charred, which is um, yeah. one we prepared earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's... Um, but it's funny, I had my maple syrup one finishing yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And I thought, gee, wonder, you know, because I, I left it alone for a while, amazingly enough, didn't taste it. Yeah. And I thought, gee, wonder if it's going to come out because that was, you, you could taste the honey come way out in it, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, the, um, honey, the, the honey cast, though, um, it had an unusual texture. It had like a wax. It sounds, yeah, it, it may be just in my mind, but it had a waxy texture. Yeah. It changed the mouthfeel. Yeah. You're really fumble, Yeah. It is cracked. No. 
Oh, is it? We, yeah, uh, we, have, we had to release it at cast strength too because if you added any water at all, it just completely killed the flavor. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah, fell out. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could take a couple of drops, but anything under that, it just lost its structure and yeah, its flavor. Totally. Just, yeah, yeah. You almost had bitter notes coming out. So, nice. what what is your cast cast strength around sixty three percent? Oh, oh six, this is cast sixty two point seven. Is it? Yeah, but what what Here we're doing we now? So so we're we're learning all the time, right? And and you know we've been distilling since twenty seventeen. What we're learning is what barrel strength we go in and what barrel strength we come out. We're we're holding fairly constant. We're, we're sort yeah. of we're about one percent either either or. Um, we're not dropping massively or or increasing. Uh, yeah. But what we are doing is we're dropping barrel strength. So we're barreling now at, at around about 60%. And um, I want to take it down to like 58, just on yeah, research right. that I've done in America, what they're, yeah. what they're up to in barrel strengths. So, um, Why? What's your rationale there? Water soluble compounds. Yeah. All right. You, you get a, a softer whiskey, mm. a higher ABB, you mm -hmm. extract higher uh, tannin content. Yes. So if you're, after, if you're after just a big hit to move a whiskey, and, and get it across the line, you know, two years mm -hmm. with big flavor, you go high ABV in, mm -hmm. and tannin extraction. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to make something a bit more softer, um, a lower ABV leans mm -hmm. that way. Right. So, but that's, you know, that's, that's theory. Um, mm. well, I probably won't do that because I'm too miserable. I'll have to buy more casks. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, what's your, uh, your bond store like? How much room it's, yeah. <coughs> it's cool. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> um, yeah. All, all, all I've got is like a a three bay uh, barn style shed. Was it ninety yeah. square meters? Yeah, yeah, ninety square meters. Um, and that houses the still, <coughs> the bond store, the mash, mash tun, tun, everything. Oh. So, so we we quickly run out of room. So what's the plan? Um, well, well, just recently, within the last five days, but not not that it's given any, us any more room because we we haven't had a cellar door. So I've been fighting with council for stage two since 2017. <laughs> um, it's cost us a fortune, and just keep getting a no off them. And um, if you make a grapes and not grain, they'd allow. If we done this, they'd allow. Then we do that. Then now, now you got to do this. And we got nowhere. So that now they want us to do another $25,000 worth of surveys before they'll even <laughs> consider it, and they're still saying no. <clears throat> so I, I don't know where they're getting close to Orange. There's a little village called Lucto. Yeah, I know it. Yep. So it's halfway, like halfway between, sort of halfway between Bathurst and Orange? Or uh, no, it's only, about, it's only about six minutes yeah. out of Orange. Oh, really? All yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So, so we, we just... Only in the last six weeks we've, we've purchased Lucknow Tavern. So oh, wow. just purchased the Lucknow Tavern, as you do. But because, but well, well, it, it came up for sale. My son emailed us and said, Oh, you see, Lucknow's up for sale. And we thought, Well, gee, that might be a um, the way around getting to sell the door. Yep. And um, so we went and looked at it. Brought it home, and me, Dot, Kylie, and Nick was discussing it with a lot of neg negativity or whatever you say. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, anyway, so I goes 
goes to bed this night after we looked at it and was lying there at two o'clock in the morning awake on it because I had a news agent for 10 years and a bad sleeper. And um, but we're, I'm lying there all night, couldn't sleep. Four o'clock in the morning, I, I um, this after we talked about it the night before, we, we were saying, oh, yeah, but what happens there? What happens there? And um, four o'clock in the morning, I thought, bugger this, I'm going to text him now and say, yeah, I'm going to buy it. So I texted him. <laughs> four o'clock in the morning, said, mate, put us, we'll, we'll have it. And um, anyway, and he, he happened to be lying awake at his place. Yeah. And he um, said to me the next day, I was going to call you back and have a conversation with her. And um, <clears throat> so I had to get up and go to work early the next morning because I was still working at Dan Murphy's at the time. And um, I got up and went to work at half uh, past five the next morning. And um, I text Dot because um, she had to go to work. And I text Dot and said, so what are you thinking about the Lucknow pub? And she goes, well, <laughs> you you know what you're doing most of the time. So what do you think? And I said, well, doesn't matter now really anyway because I said at 4 o'clock this morning, we'll buy it. <laughs> so, Tony, do you know what these are? Oh. You know what these are? Did you lose any of them in the process? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we moved in. We, we, we eventually moved in last Friday. Yeah. You know, I'm so that's why I was late tonight. We had a, had a fair few out in the beer gun. We got a nice beer gun, but we used that as a cellar door that we couldn't get. Yeah. And it's got a back garden at two, which has got a. Um, a uh, bit of space, two, yeah, a bit of space, <laughs> and it's at the moment it's got a two car color bond shed in there. And um, so once we get some more money behind us now, we'll knock that down, build a big shed, and I'll produce from there. Wow, wow. move all luck, mate. So that, as long as they've got enough power, I haven't checked the power situation. If you don't, if you don't check the power. Bernsey will kick your ass. <laughs> you get away with it once, not twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right next door, we've got a a, a, um, a petrol station that's just been revamped. So yeah. I'd imagine that there'd be a fair bit of power run through there, so it shouldn't be too hard to hook up to it. Hopefully, yeah. So, but but still, right. left us short to where we're going to store our whiskey because we're still no better off. So yeah. now I've got to look for. Sorry, until you get that shed built. Shed built, yeah. Then I'll use aim for aim for the bond store, and I'll just produce out of that shed on site. So mm. that that's the plan, whether it works out or not, whether council out. So, <laughs> well, you better but, um, you better sell some more whiskey then. Yeah. A, a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to Saturday Sunday. I was trying to push it down everyone's throat. Well, well, the bloke came in this morning. Um, in this morning, he goes, oh. So you got you you got a distillery, yeah. He goes, and, and we've got our first release on display there, which is is absolutely beautiful. It's in a nice box. It's got a three fifty mil of a cherry bourbon, a cherry cast bourbon, a three fifty mil of a uh, sorry, a three fifty mil of a cherry cast whiskey, a three fifty mil of a, a bourbon cast whiskey, and it's got two beautiful. Uh, coasters made from made in Texas with our emblem on it, and it's got yep. two glasses in it. Yep. And they come in, he goes, "How much are these, mate?" And I said, "Oh, they're three hundred ninety-five dollars each." He's sitting there and having a couple of beers. He goes, "I'll have two. 
<laughs> I, guess, mate, I said 395 each. He goes, Yeah, I'll have two. Me, me mate, I hope he made a few favors over here. So one for me, one for the mate. So that, that was a good start of the day. We were only open about now. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. I was trying to put it up. Trying to put it up on the screen so everyone can see it. Let's have a look. That's oh, yeah. So permanent uh, door crafting. Uh, talk about the door. door. Oh yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why he's doing that? Um, so I, I had a, I had a similar experience. So when we released Black Soul Beast, right, we released it in one seventy mil bottles for eighty five dollars. Yeah. And then I had some people ring me up and, and text me and go, "But oh, we want it in five hundred mils." And I go, "But it's, it's oh, that's it. Yeah, we had one then. That little baby, right? It didn't last long. It didn't last long, yeah. So people contact me and say, we want it in 500. And I go, but it's in 170. Just buy a couple of 170s. And they go, no, 500. So I went, fuck, it's my distillery. I can do what I want. So I bottled 24 of them and I sold yeah. them for, I think, I'm going from memory, but I think it was 400 or $450 a bottle. Really? Yeah, yeah, but what did you do? Cross 170 out and put 500. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, this is a true story. So seriously, it was handcrafted, right? <laughs> it was. It looked really dodgy, and it was handwritten, and it had a label, and I waxed it, and I put a little tag on everything. And when I went to the oak barrel because they ordered one, uh, Scotty Fitzsimmons from the oak barrel looked at it and goes, "Yeah, it's definitely handmade, isn't it?" <laughs> but they all, they all saw, "Yeah, wow, yeah." It wasn't that caliber. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's that, a, that's photoshopped. I can tell. That's okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, so, that's all. Just, that's all. Collie and Nick's doing that. Yeah, I, well, I thought there was um, a touch of, of Nick and Kylie there. That's <laughs> a, a bit like the gin, and we'll and we'll move on to the gin. But first, we've got to do some bus stuff. So we have a little session, a little segment, and now. It's time for Throw the Todd the under, under the Bus. So this is our session. I refused to, to talk and, one day. <laughs> and that talk I thought I was doing really well talking and being part of the conversation. This <laughs> you don't get off, mate. You don't get off. No, I'm just going to, I'm not going to ask any questions until I get thrown under the bus. So I have something to throw in. <laughs> So what, what normally happens is through the course of the, the night, we ask questions. And then when we throw Todd on the bus, he goes, oh, fuck, you've asked all my questions. Pretty much every time, just below camera, he's going. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got, you got pants on tonight, Todd? Yeah. <laughs> Go on, stand up. No, don't. No, come on, no, don't. It's a family show. Yeah, it's a family show. It's a family <laughs> show. You don't want to see that. All right. <laughs> you had the microphone, mate. Go for it. Yeah. How do you keep your Nick? How do you keep your head distiller focused on what he's doing? Oh. <laughs> That that is tough. <laughs> if um, he hasn't got much time, not that anyone really does, but 
to find the time to actually get stuff done is hard enough. Um, and then him and Kylie get into a conversation. And an argument? Pretty, yeah, yeah, it's an argument usually. <laughs> um, you, can, you can pretty much walk away and, and leave just right then because you know nothing's going to be achieved. So. But me, me and Kylie, we, we get on so well that we think differently. So whenever there's a decision to be made, it's like World War mm. Three. So I think he probably works better by himself when no one else is around and he's just got some time to do his own thing. And I've got my cuts down to the T where I, I know exactly what I'm doing and and yeah. same with the gin. Um, got, got him down to a T because I know, yeah, a lot of the times Nick's busy, Nick's a paramedic yep. um, by trade. Kylie's a... a and a mum with three kids that need a fair bit of attention. <clears throat> and um, at times I've just simplified my cut so I know what I'm doing. If I'm there by myself, it happens all, you know, ready for it. So, but um, yeah, I just I, to find the time to actually, yeah, do it, find the time problem. to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely under the pump all the time. Yeah. Today, between home, the pub, here, getting here, <laughs> I was just. Running just about the whole time. How much, how much time do you spend? On, days, how much time do you spend on the internet, on social media activities? Not, not much. He I wouldn't know how to use it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just say that again. How, how much time on a, any given day do you spend on social media? None. About probably about all I do is I, I got my son to put a Facebook page there for me, and I and I said all I want is whiskey. On now I'm getting all these. Other things popping up on there, but all I do is mainly look at Crafty and 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 the, the uh, 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 yeah what Crafty's doing. And he went quiet for a while. I thought, yeah, that's what I do. Look at it's like you're It's like the name and the waves on on Christmas holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I tell you a funny story. So I've started dabbling, dabbling with TikTok because TikTok's more organic, and Facebook has just given me the shits how it seems to think that I'm bald, which I am. Uh, I'm, I'm sexually dysfunctional and I'm single. And so I get all these ads on my Facebook and I go, what the? And it's hijacked my Facebook completely. Right? So I, I'm, I'm over Facebook. I don't see it as, as, as very effective. Uh, Instagram, a little bit. It's, it's painful. But Insta, uh, sorry, TikTok's interesting. But it's like it's the wild, wild west. Oh, yeah. You sort of take one step in and you go, oh, and you walk out, right? <laughs> anyway, I proudly have put a lot of energy into it, and I'm really, really happy. So Abby, <laughs> who started high school this week, um, she's got a friend, and she's 12, and she's on TikTok. And I said to her, I've got 200 TikTok followers and she looked at me and she goes, I've got 50,000. <laughs> well, well, I've got, yeah, so I'm on Facebook. You know how many friends I've got? How many? Dot. <laughs> he hasn't that, got a profile for picture. <laughs> I, I don't know how to use it. I'm not, um, at, at, when, when I got the job at Dan Murphy's, more or less went, went to Dan Murphy's. Um, I thought, right, that's a good way to get my out there. Um, but by the time we got in there, it was out everywhere anyway. And um, there's right, you got to, got to get on on 
these pages and do these every <laughs> week. Something for you to do something for you to fill in. I've got no I'll idea. Get on the book face and uh... the book face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so really, I've I've got no idea. <laughs> Um, let's let's uh, on, let's get Todd. That's a, that's one question. It was a pretty lightweight question, Todd. Come on, we've been on <laughs> holiday. Here's the next one, then. Yeah, come on, hit him hard, right between the eyes. Come on, Go. technical. What what does the standard day like in, look like in your shed? Well, that's a good question. In my shed, yeah. Um, when, when when I'm heavily into it, I uh, like a, a full week when the generators were running nearly full time. Um, a couple of years ago, I was working for Lavity Pathology, and I got home at four o'clock in the morning from from a Sydney run. I started my still up, worked all day until half past five in the afternoon, doing a doing a whiskey run, run. Uh, doing a spirit run, doing a full run. Had a shower. At the same time, I had a fire down my driveway. The grass caught in fire when when the um, drought was there. Went down, bashed out of a, a doormat. That's the only thing I could find. Jumped the jumped the fence. It was going under a fence, and as I jumped the fence, the foot ended up this far away from a a, a power line. So that's what started. I didn't realise, and um, so I missed it by about that far. Put it out. Went up, had another shower, went to work. So what my days started at four in the morning in a, a busy day in the distillery. Yeah. I'll finish maybe six o'clock at night. So I don't uh, think you realise how busy they days would actually nah, be when nah. you first start. You think, and then you're still awake at four a uh, two uh, two a.m. three a.m. messaging your your Foreign property <laughs> <laughs> property consultant. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah. Now, now, now I'm not laughing at you. It's a bit easier now. I'm not Dan's either. So I finish up at Dan's New Year's Eve. Yeah, and um, and, um yeah, so. Now I've been concentrating on. I've just sold out of a couple of our gins um, because they've won pretty good, good trophies and medals. Sold yeah. out of them. So it's summertime, I'm busy doing gin, and also occasionally through winter. But um, yeah, soon, soon I'll be full on again. It'll be long days in the the shed, cold and cold, absolutely freezing cold. One one morning, I finished work at four o'clock at Laverty. Um, I parked my car at the mouth of the driveway because I left the, the levity car up there for another lady to pick up the next morning. I was driving up the driveway as morning as nine. So, nine. No, yeah, nine. it was a pretty, it was probably about one of the coldest days, but it's cold, cold days in the shed. That, that was minus nine, Crafty, not nine. Yeah, I was going to say nine. minus nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's nine. I thought, oh, tropical. I. <laughs> We we get we get down to minus minus four minus five, but I I, as you know I've got a little caravan which I live in, um, and I have for five years, Um, and did so for three four months in a complete isolation. Complete isolation, yeah. And it's an it's a it's one of those A line caravans, A line, right? That you're meant to collapse it. So for the last five years. It's it's just been up, so yeah. it's been smashed by wind. And we A-line caravans aren't designed to be up for five years. Why did you buy a normal caravan? Oh well, the day the day that we hook it up and pull it away, 
I reckon we'll have the 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 tow bar and the rest of it will just, <laughs> <laughs> just collapse. Mean, meanwhile, meanwhile, Todd's generally in his swag. Yeah, or his car. He sleeps in the <laughs> sleeps in his car. But, um, <laughs> during, during winter, I haven't replaced the foam insulation, so you're in bed freezing your nuts off because wind is just whistling in the car, and you're there and you're going, "Fuck!" So, so the pub went to use the deal on the room. Huh? The pub went to your deal on the room. No, that's a whole other story. No, that's a whole other story. Yeah, no, def definitely not. Definitely not. But no, it's no, it's cool. I love my little caravan. But I've worked out that my threshold is I get down to four or five degrees, and then I don't function very well. So <laughs> the other thing of our shed is we had we had to double the size of our shed what about two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we went from sixty squares up to one hundred and twenty squares. One one side of the shed which we started off in is all insulated and it's quite cozy. The other side of the shed has no insulation, so it's literally like walking into a air-conditioned room. Freezer. Uh, middle of winter yeah. it is absolutely uncomfortable. And oh, in yeah. summer, it's the opposite. You're yeah. in the insulated side, and if you cross over into the uninsulated, it's like there's a heat blanket. You just go <laughs> <laughs> walking, in, walking into the <laughs> that, that, that was another quirky thing we discovered over the weekend. Um, oh, yeah. Tell, tell so them that. that. So we thought that... Um, what, hey, hang on, hang on. Before you do, Todd, before you do, this is strictly confidential between us. Hey, we are back on air, aren't we? We're what? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll just on air. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, yeah, okay. Yep, go. Strictly confidential. Yeah. Yep. So, so the way we set up our, our um, barrel house, we wanted to have barrels that we, we thought were um, underperforming up high. And the idea of it was to try and cook the hell out of them. Yeah. Some of the barrels that we pulled samples from were on the top shelf. And when I was up at the top of the ladder, it was definitely hot up there. It was a good 10 to 20 degrees hotter than down at oh. ground level. But when we pulled our samples, it was a nice – they were really cold. So yeah. the, barrels, the barrels were quite insulating, which, which we weren't prepared for. No, it's quite a revelation. So you popped yeah. the button, there was a huge amount of pressure. Mm -hmm. Oof. And then yeah. the actual spirit – Whiskey, because it was whiskey, was was cold, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> well, well, that that heat's good, isn't it? it pushes the whiskey into your timber. In, yeah, in your but, but that's the thing. You know, we all believe that you know, the heat is the expansion with the cold is the contraction. Mm. But we're mm. in the middle of summer. It was fucking hot up there, and yeah. the whiskey was cold. Mm. So the barrel. Mm. Is actually providing a lot of insulation if if you've got good ceiling on the barrel. Yeah, wow. yeah. That, that makes me wonder about. So we spoke to uh, Willing Distillery up in Darwin. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. one of their things was obviously it's fucking hot in Darwin yeah. at, mm. at the best of times, and the question there is how like your angel share is going to be crazy. How do you keep a consistent temperature? And they were looking at air conditioning. Air conditioned, um, that's right. Uh, shipping containers, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So, my, my thought at the moment is that oh, sorry, we, we haven't had this summer or the last couple of summers, we haven't had any like weeks of 40 degrees like we had. Nah. Yes, yeah, so nah. yeah. Maybe if we if we were to get a, a consistent temperature for a period of time, it might yeah. change. 
Yeah, we're, we're barely hit 30 this year, probably 30 maybe once. And oh, wow. in, in, in saying that, that was more as nine that morning going at the driveway. We had rain the night before and it, it got frosty and it was a massive frost. But yeah. normally we're around the minus four, four and a half and that too, aren't we, normally? Mm, so so what's, your, what's your altitude at Spring Hill? Uh, it's about 800, 800, 900. Yeah. Similar, very yeah, similar. It's not far from yeah. here. So you would get a lot of storm fronts coming through, low pressure systems as well? You used to. Not as much these days, do we? Mm. So it, you used to, we used to get a lot of storms once, but, yeah, yeah. don't seem to get as many these days. We get, we get a lot of storms, and I firmly believe that those low pressure systems um, really put the barrels under, under stress. And mm. so driving the spirit deep into the wood, I firmly believe that. But this year, it's been so humid in Caperty. We don't normally get humidity. We're normally very dry. Nah. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what it does to... to climate change. Talking about pressure in the barrels, I, uh, the, the, the first load of barrels I, I bought were 100 litre X1796 distillery barrels. Wow. Oh, wow. And... Um, and so to get quicker maturation, I only half filled them all. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so every six months I tried it, and, and I've got over 100 barrels in the shed now. Um, well, I'm sorry. So every every six months I've got to pull everything out, and I, I turn them barrels a bit just to give them a bit of fresh wood. Right. And one day, one day I I on the forklift for ages, pulled them out, had them sitting on the on the concrete. And the, the sister and brother-in-law turned up. They're sitting over over at the house. And they said, come over and have a beer. We've got a beer here for you. So I'm over having a beer. And it was a fairly hot day. It was summer, probably two summers ago. I'm sitting there having a beer. And next minute, we, we've got bungs coming towards us. And it's like <laughs> a, a good 30 metres away, probably, would, would say. Yep. A good 30 metres away, we've got bungs. So, so the pressure is building way up in, in the, the, the barrels and poof, that, the silicon bungs are just flying everywhere. So I had to go back and put them all away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. The, no, really the, the other one is, is when the bungs get sucked in. So yeah. we used to use the bungs that, that they didn't have a lip on them. And so the bungs would go and it'd be right into the wood and they were bastard to get out. So we started yeah, yeah. working on using the, the lipped one. So at least the lip goes and it can't get yeah, down. It stops it. Yeah, it stops it from going down. Right. Wow. For those, <laughs> don't, for those who don't know, these are, these are little tricks of the trade that you learn as you go along. Yeah, so it was actually sucking them in. Yeah, sucking them yeah, right yeah. in deep. Right. Right in deep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that shows you the internal pressure buildup. It's... Yeah. Um, it's actually mm. quite phenomenal. It's um, and it's good. It keeps cool, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right. Have yeah. you noted whether it, it's different with different styles of wood? No, that's too. Oh, give us, come on, oh, honestly. If you're gonna, if you're gonna make an observation, make it, make a fucking proper one. Well, I, I thought you said, I thought you said speaking technical enough earlier. Now <laughs> you a lot of research on that. <laughs> We, um, we 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 were very fortunate. So so we got a very good mate. You know, he's my mate. He's my mentor, and he's a master cooper, Andrew Young. 
right? And over the years, I've uh, learnt a lot through Andrew, and we've done trials on on toast and char. It's been great. Um, and two weeks ago, we went to uh, Murray River Cooperage, um, which is the new cooperage down in Corowa, um, and we met John Carberry. And John is Scottish, and it's it's we we spent a day in the cooperage and we learned a lot. It was fantastic, right? And John's become an instant mate. But the funny thing is, John and Andrew, they're both master coopers, and they're of the same type of personality. They're their their outlook on life is very similar. They're both fucking funny, um, but. Um, yeah, if if uh, how do I get onto that topic? I can't even. I'm not. No, I was going. No, I was going somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're talking about barrels and how barrels work and barometric pressure. You don't well to pull that back in. I, I, I'd be twelve o'clock to I'd, two o'clock in the morning. I'd remember that. <laughs> but no, there's 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 a lot of science and there's a lot of logic and there's a lot of black art in putting barrels together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I recommend any distillery, any distiller, doesn't matter if you're a brand new distiller or a seasoned distiller, go and spend some time at a cooperage. Um, yeah, wood's so fundamental to us making good, good product. And the more you understand about wood, the more you have those, aha, that's why that happens. It, it's, um, yeah. yeah. We were lucky enough a couple of years ago. I've got a, a winery not far from the pub, the, the hotel that we bought, and yeah. um, and Gerald, beautiful wine he's got, and he rang me up one day and he goes, you need the um, barrels coopered. He goes, I've got a, a travelling Frenchman just come through and he's a cooper. Ooh. So he stayed at his place for a month, I think. Wow. And any barrels we had done, he, he done them in front of us. It was unbelievable. Just pull them apart in a couple of minutes, Yeah. put yeah. them back together after you done what, what, what with them in a couple of minutes? You recharge them. You re- recharge them. Um, put put them. Uh, sorry, you put them back to after you shave them. Put them back together. And yeah. It didn't take them long at all. Then set fire. Whatever, whatever. If it's European oak, you'd put European oak inside it. Set it on fire to, yeah. to give it the same flavour. Yeah. It was absolutely unbelievable to watch. Wow, that's and speak a bit of English, but he was good to watch. That's a that's a lucky experience. I will tell you another experience, and this is not the this is this is how not to do things, and this mm-hmm. is how I did things. Do I need to go off air again? Yeah, this <laughs> is. I don't want anyone to know. This is all strictly confidential. Everyone, all right. So I had yeah, I had, hours of distilleries. <laughs> I had two bourbon barrels that were falling apart, right, and. Um, so I said to Andrea, my partner, I said, look, we're going to go down to Murray River Cooperage. Um, let's break these barrels down um, because we're taking five barrels down to the shed, uh, down to the cooperage to do some work on them, and we don't have enough space. And so I started to break the barrels down, and I, so I had two bourbon barrels. I chalked one, and I didn't chalk the other one. I chalked the headwoods on one, and I didn't chalk the other one, right? So in my mind, I had one bourbon cask. You could identify all the chalk marks, and I had one that didn't have any chalk marks. And Andrea said to me, do you need to label the staves? And I went, nah, he's a cooperage. He'll know what he's doing, right? So 
collapsed the barrels, right? Laid them all out, and I went, bugger me. It's two meter, a 200-liter barrel. If you lay all the staves out in a row, it's two meters. I was really? like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was quite surprised. <clears throat> so anyway, so I bundled them all up <laughs> in plastic bags, take them down to the cooperage, um, and John, straight off the bat. Yeah, what was his opening line? You'd carry on the story. Good morning. What was his opening night line? You tell them. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you numbered those those staves. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Well, basically, the, the staves fit together like your knuckles, sort of thing, and and they yeah. and they and they fit in like a jigsaw. So when they're out of when they're out of kilter, there's a possibility that they'll now leak. So he, to fix it, he has to shave them all off again, with my understanding. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Barrels back together, so you end up with a slightly smaller barrel than you started with. You lose about <laughs> like ten percent of the volume. Yeah. So that was a dickhead moment. <laughs> oh, she didn't use a bit yeah, of chalk. Yeah. And I told Andrea, and she just went, "Yeah." So speaking of that, and we how much time we got? So we've got we've got to get on with you, Jen, but I want to know your biggest fuck ups in the shed. My biggest Oh, we're okay. We're gonna go another half an hour. So what's your biggest fuck ups in the shed? And your biggest learnings? Um uh, probably probably the worst thing that happened was um say when when I'm filling a barrel, so I've just finished the spirit run. When I'm filling a barrel, I get the forklift in, lift up above the barrel, put a funnel in the barrel, uh, lower it down, so it, it's filling the barrel up. Yep. And um, and my forklift, the handbrake is non-existent. A, a, a bloke came out there one day to do a um, uh, well, they do the scales, they calibrate, calibrate the scales, and um. And I, I said, right, I'll leave it with you. I'll go inside. He, I went back out and he goes, the handbrake doesn't work. He goes, I, I pulled the handbrake on, got off it, and it started to run away. I goes, oh, no, I meant to tell you that. So the, I've got a block <laughs> of wheel here. I normally stick under the wheel. You're h and people listening. <clears throat> and um, anyway, so the biggest bugger up was one day I'm, I'm just, I've done this spirit run, so right up, that's going to go into that barrel on barrel on it. Had it run into the barrel, went inside to make myself a cup of coffee, come out, and the forklift ran backwards. So it was all over the ground. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it lost a bit of brandy oh. ones, too. Yeah. Lost a bit of brandy ones, too. Yeah. Oh, so, so. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, tell them, I have to because it's totally relatable. So you mentioned um, yeah, your fork horse that doesn't have brakes, right? So I, when I finished brewing, um my grain my spent grain went to a farmer and he used to collect it and then one day he said to me mate i'm sort of on the way home from when you head back to sydney could you just drop off and i'll unload it uh, off the ute and he's like yeah all right okay and then it went from mate i'm not home right now can you use the the forklift yourself and take your grain off and and can you put it over there for me so it's like Fucking hell, I'm giving him free grain. He's added an hour to my to my day and do this. But the problem is, is he's he, when he asked him to feed the animals. 
No, no, it wasn't quite that. His handbrake doesn't work. So the amount of times I've bashed into the back of my ute. Oh. Right? Is that the old ute? Or the no, new? the new one. Oh, the new So, 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 yeah. the, so the, you put the door up and it's all, it's all, it's all bent, and it's like, for fuck's sake, you know, I give you the free grain, it destroys my ute. And then I've got an, an hour's extra journey. <laughs> well, well, right. my, my my first six months with the distillery um, operating, yeah. um, I, me, I brought a new Colorado, Holden Colorado. Yeah. So um, had it there and it had the tub in it. So the tub, not a tray. So going up and you only had to bump it a bit and it, it pushed the shit out of me tub and couldn't close the back or anything. So <laughs> Trojan tray put on, so it cost me about four and a half thousand dollars. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm pretty useless at times. Let's, uh, let's change shall, the subject. Let's, shall we move on to gin? Yeah, yeah, gin, because gin for you guys, when you broke on the scene, um, the first thing I would say is your bottle just was a wow bottle. Yeah, that's a wow yeah. bottle by anyone. <laughs> that's, that's Kylie again. Anything smart. It's Kylie yeah, Nick. That's good. It? Yeah. <laughs> so and Nick, it looks lovely. It's yeah, it's stunning. Um, it but Nick, yeah. you're you're on the website as the inventor. What does that mean? Oh, that that was done a long time ago. Um, oh, I'm always just come to Tony with ideas about what we should do. Oh, Nick, yeah, way yeah. to come up with things. And yeah. None of it gets done, but <laughs> so, so Dobbs the what? The realist. Dobbs the realist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Reality check manager, Todd. Oh, yeah. um, Tony's, the, Tony's the doer. Everyone needs uh, a reality uh, check manager. manager. And I, Nick is I, the inventor. I had someone in the pub today, and I'm saying, like, uh, this handyman, he does build, he's a builder by trade. Uh, yeah. This is what I want there, and this is what I want over there. I want to change a few things. Dot's going, she just looks at her bank account. She looks at the dollars. <laughs> I always believe to push myself to the limit, and um, it's and, only money, and I'm, I'm, I'm already past the limit. So, <laughs> all right, let's go back to Jen. I, I digress a bit. So, yes. yeah, so when you guys pumped on the scene, it was, and I remember seeing your body, your bottle, body, your bottle, um, and it was just like, wow, it was just a, a work of art, mm, and yeah. and your gin is a work of art. So well, tell yeah. us, tell us your mm. gin story. Where where did it start? Where are you at with it now? Where <coughs> you in the gin? Well, gin started for us as a sort of, it was just a in the meantime type thing yeah. before we could get to our whiskey. Yeah. And we just, yeah, yeah. We were just like, well, we've got the still, we've, we've got the space, let's do something. Mm. Um, and then it turned out to be much more than that for us. So we ended up creating this... Mm. Uh, the signature and the navy straight up and yeah. it it turned out to be something pretty special and, mm. and people really loved it they loved the bottle they loved where it came from um and it just sort of it took off uh it, it's one both of those plus the cherry the, and the slow yeah, the, have won, the four won like good awards, awards. So. Mm. um i think we were we were pretty surprised about how actually how Good it was. The, um, the funny thing is, is more to, to to tell the truth, we were going broke because we were waiting for the whiskey to mature. Yeah. And, we're up money. 
So we thought, yep. shit, we've got to get a bit of money coming in. So that's when when um, we said, right, we'll, we'll send away and got a, a, like half a dozen bottles of Australian gin, mm. uh, different different gins. And, and I, I'd sold a heap in my life. It was only desperate old housewives that used to buy years ago when I was in the liquor game. It's the drink yeah. of choice. Now, <clears throat> now it's the drink of choice. Yeah. And um, we said, right, we've got everything going out, nothing coming in. So yeah. how, about, how about we do a gin? So and he ummed and ahed for months and months about a recipe and botanicals, mm. and mm. I just said, "Bugger this! I'll just go." Like I said before, we'll just go for something that I think that I would like. Mm. Yeah. So I sat down and we just wrote down what botanicals we would like, and we, um, yeah, we put it all together and we <clears> tested it a few times yeah. until so, we came up with something that we we enjoyed. So we got a little uh, four liters still, I suppose. Yeah, right. so, yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, and and of course, we, every time time we do a gin run, we do a four hundred liter gin run. Um, even though we've got a twelve hundred eighty liter, still we we bring it down a bit. And you're doing and, it on your pot still, right? Yeah, on the pot still. Yeah. <clears throat> so we we practiced uh, for about two months on this little four liter mm. still, different yep. different grains, different different botanicals, and we go. That right, get rid of that or we'll put yeah. more of this in. Yeah. So. But you finished on on seventeen botanicals. Yeah, that's a big recipe. Yeah. 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 Um, so how did you? And I'm fascinated with gin. For us, gin is something that we. It, it's not our main thing. Uh, no. For us, yeah, we're very fortunate. We've got good friends. What was going to be for us? Neither. Yeah, but you've you've grown grown it out, and it's great, you know, fantastic. But my the limited knowledge I have with gin is gin's very akin to cooking. It's very akin yeah. to getting the balance right, right, and getting the layers right. Um, mm. And the and the great thing about gin is it's it's very instantaneous feedback, so yeah. you can continue to to yeah. develop sunlight whiskey. So, how did you get the balance? Where are you coming from? A cooking background, or or did you do single uh, shot distillations and then taste them? Or? <laughs> you, you, got a, you got a lot of inspiration from, from Adams, yeah. who create yeah. uh, award-winning gins as well. Yeah. Um, um, so I think you took a lot from what from, they were doing. Yeah, that, um, they helped me a lot. They helped us a lot with gin, Adams. So we based, we based a little bit of our recipes on sort of how they were creating it. And then yeah. we just added what we well, thought. Would work yeah. well, um, which obviously didn't didn't come off perfect straight away. But we yeah, we kept trying. Yeah, you kept kept tweaking it a little bit. Mm. Uh, our navy gin has got twenty botanicals in it, so um, but even with that navy, we've we've tweaked it recently yeah. too, mm. based on um, feedback from uh, See, so, Australian Gin Awards yeah, and and, like and, and the uh, yeah the, the gin awards. So two two years ago, it got silver. At the Australian Gin Awards, and um, we thought, gee, that's that's pretty good. And but they they let you know the comment, what yeah. right, it, was, it was outstanding, but just maybe a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. So yeah, we tweaked it, on. yeah. And we got number one overproof gin this year, um, or just before, before wow. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. No, congrats, congrats. congrats. You, you, you've said something there which I it, it really resonates with me. You're very humble in your approach to how you how you craft your spirits, right? Yeah. You're not arrogant and like 
I know what I'm doing. No. It's like we're learning, and as we learn, we'll get better and better and better. Yeah. Uh, so you you respond to feedback, and that's that's yeah. yeah well, 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 the feed, the feedback came from people like Bill Lark and yeah. people that have been in the the business a lot longer yeah. than we have. Yeah. So like, yeah. I think we'd be silly not to at least consider that feedback and yeah. and try some mm-hmm. of the things that they're asking you to do. So, so we, not long ago, we had to go down to Randwick for the award for the trophy. And, um, yeah. you know, I think the judges then, I said, yeah, this is what you told me and this is what I've done. So yeah. it's gone from there to there. And thank you thank you so much for doing it. Yeah, thanks for giving yeah. us the feedback. And that's, that, that's, really, that's yeah. really, really, that's really cool. One, let's let's talk about Jen and let's have a a I won't say a reality check, but um, but there's a I went to a, a, a shop, I went to a first liquor shop um, oh about three months ago and I wanted to buy a gin, right? And I didn't want to drink mine, I didn't want to drink Karu, I didn't want to drink Ashley, I wanted something different, right? And so I walked in and there was like three bays of Australian gins and one bay of imported gins. And I sat there and I looked at it and I went, there's gins on the shelf, three or four bottles from distilleries that I don't even know and and some that I know. How the hell do people move gin in that environment? Because I know a lot about the Australian market and I'm confused. So your average consumer... The question is, how do you punch through in a in a in a in a retail environment? And you know, with thousand plus gins, have we reached saturation? For us, for us, it's more about the local market. Yeah, yeah. Um, we and don't, the, the label. Yeah, like we don't we don't produce huge huge amounts that we need to push it into um, national bottle shops. Yeah, we push it to local. Um, retailers and bottle shops who people one want to buy local and want to buy good product yeah so i would say a lot of our product goes just locally we Mm. we do send the odd stuff um out of area but the majority is local that's where we push our market yeah a a, a thing too is you know you talked a bit earlier about yeah how we took on board what the judges and that said uh, when when we were at the gin, um, sorry, the um, award day for our navy gin, so we went there for our navy gin that got the number one navy gin, and um, and um, it was at Randwick Racecourse, yeah. so and next door was the, the gin palooza, the yep. Sydney gin palooza, and, and so they give us all entry. They put a red sticker on us, give us entry to the gin palooza, and um, we've walked into the gin palooza. And I'm going around tasting everyone else's gin. This after the award thing was over, yeah. and taste everyone else's gin, and, and they'd start telling me what botanicals were in it, and a lot of them were, were six and eight botanicals, where ours has got seventeen and twenty. And um, anyway, they, they noticed the red the red sticker on me that they give us for entry, and um, they goes, "Oh shit, sorry, you'll be in the gin awards. We can't tell you anything." I goes, "Nah, I." <laughs> I want to listen. I, I, I know nothing. I want to listen to what you do, so I can better better what I'm doing now. So, um, so that there, there was about sixty different stalls at this gin palooza. Yeah. And as soon as they'd see the red sticker on me, they wouldn't. 
that, that wouldn't tell me, but I, I was there to learn because I know nothing. Take you know, the stick off. Yeah. Take it off, <laughs> put it in the pocket, and then put it back on again when you need it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, my, my son, his mate, was were with us, and um, they'd go, oh, right, you've just got an award. You know, we can't, and, and they'd start saying, oh, yeah, well, this is what I do, this is what I do, and then <laughs> never been in the studio at all. <laughs> they, they were getting on the bandwagon. But, um, yeah, anything that anyone told me that day I took in. Because, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, I, I know how slow and our Navy's got it, but now I want to try to get it with, a, a, well, I reckon I've got a cherry batch I'm about to barrel now, and it's a uh, bottle now, sorry. And it's unbelievable compared to our last cherry one. It's got silver. Beautiful red colour. Yeah, wow. Oh, well, well, that red colour that you can see there is from our old one. And this new one is so so much better. Really? Yeah, right. I, I've done so small got, on top of the cherry, you've got seventeen botanicals. So the cherry and the website. So the top cherry and the rest to see. Sorry, Tom. Pop it up for the rest of us to see, please. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. What are you doing? What are you doing there? So really, the the cherry and the slow make eighteen. So. That, that's an, an an extra botanical you put on so there. So the cherry and the slow, the the base mm. gin is a is the signature. Is dry, yeah. And then we add the the um the cherry and the slow to steep. So really, really, yeah. So really, they've got eighteen botanicals in them. Oh fuck! It works. Look at that. Ah! Oh. That's what happens when you have an IT person. Oh. <laughs> so we even go over the side. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's Look why that. he's here. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, you think that's got good colour in it? The new one is is twice as good, I reckon. Oh wow, we're gonna have a bottle of that. That's so so, so, yeah, so for, red When's that coming out, Tony? Um, probably a couple of weeks. Soon, yeah. yeah. Um. So so that one there, it took us about six six and a half days to pit every single cherry that went in it. And they're all local orange oh, cherries. Wow. All local orange cherries. But before yeah. Christmas, busy, busy time of year, and Doc goes, but we're too busy to do this. So <laughs> luck, lucky the cherries <laughs> late. The check manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that colours nothing compared to the new one. I, I reckon the new one will derail the slow for the best fruit-flavoured gin. Wow. wow. And, so and, you, and, and also, so the ABV on that is 33.5. Where do you think yeah. the next the the new version will be? It'll be something similar. Uh, probably, I, th I think it's about thirty one point nine. Right. Well, yeah. So and we, we make it slower to to be able to either drink. And you're by you're, or... you're you're pitting the cherries. Pitting yeah. the cherries. Oh well. One by one, and when when you got one hundred and twenty oh, yes. cherries. We were talking the other day. I rang you up. And, yeah. and you said, i got to go. I'm in the middle of pitting cherries. And, and yeah. you, were, you were trying to work out how you Absolutely could have enough terrible. to eat and, and have enough to eat and a half enough <laughs> yeah. to make the product. I don't want to see another cherry into the next batch I'll make. <laughs> so uh, how many awesome. cherries did you eat that day, do you think? <laughs> Um, but well, well, this this batch I've put in there. I would say this batch, the the last batch I've done, 120 kilos cherries to get me through two years. 
So I made a, a bigger batch. This year I've only done a batch to get me through one year. So I've got 60 kilos of cherries. Right. So I bought 80 kilos of cherries and I reckon I ate 10 kilos between the orchard <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> that was it no more. <laughs> um, look, it's, it's a it's a hard job, but someone's got to do it. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, it's well, control. Uh, can you put us down for one bottle and we'll take it to Epic in the Valley uh, the in March 10th event, if, if it's yeah, which I, I told you I can't make it this year, crafty. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I understand, yeah. but I'd like to have a bottle at the event around the campfire. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that that would be very, very cool. Really, really I'll, cool. I'll, I'll send one out to you. Thanks, mate. I'll, I'll bottle it especially for you, even if I haven't got a bottle, I'll bottle it for you and send it out to you. So put a smiley face on it because <laughs> <laughs> you're on the label. Yeah, so we've got time for another uh, throw Todd on the bus. Go. And now it's time for throw the Todd, the Todd under, under the, the bus. bus. Okay. He's sorry. So it's a question that should have been asked earlier in the night. Oh, we were just trying the, the, the other whiskey now. Oh, which right. one do you want? So I don't believe this question was asked at the start. It was asked Ooh. of others, not necessarily of you. What's your tax file number? What, what, what are you guys drinking tonight? Oh, we do. Yeah. No, not them. I thought I did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was drinking that. Just to see if everyone's awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, was the second, what was the second one you're on? And also... The, the, the second one was just only just poured it down. Oh, shit, the first give, time we've tasted it. I give me so we haven't tasted this before. It's the, it's I, the, I fill um, my glass up more than Nick's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but so, so this is not even bottled yet. I, I, I ducked home from the, the when I left the pub. Yeah. When he, um, stole some. Whiskey thief stole some. Um, so, so it's, it's 63.4% in the barrel. It's in, the, in Australia, the barrel. And yep. it's the um, the, the Bur European Burgundy cask. Oh, look um, at the colour. Yeah. So, so it's 100 litre barrels that had it down in. So yeah. when, when I first started, so it's almost, it's only a couple of months short of five year old. Oh, oh five. Nice. nice. And, um, nice. nice. And I've, I've been laying awake through the night thinking, shit, right, I'll try them too. So I've only got two barrels of it, 200 litre barrels, and it'll be our next classic collection, which is, um, I don't want to say the cheaper version because the, the, the maple syrup one is is the, the lowest price of our three, but yeah. it's the most popular in it. I'm thinking now I should have left it over 50% and, and maybe... Yeah, put a bit more on it, but this this one I'll I'll bring down to maybe forty nine percent, and um that, that's why we will yeah we've got three different different grades and that's that's why I'll bring it down to under fifty percent for that. But it smells absolutely mm -hmm. good. So mm. what do you think, Nick? You're tasting it, so straight out of the barrel. Yes, sixty odd percent right now. What what's what's your take on it? So it's um it's far different to what. 
we've had. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It has this, this, this is one of the heavier smoked ones too. So yeah. it's about 30, I think it was about 37.5% smoked instead of 25. You can definitely taste that smoke, but it's also quite smooth as well. Mm. So. But the smoke yeah. is in the back or the smoke is in the front? I'd say the front. Mm. Mm. On the front? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And it's Beechwood smoke, you said, didn't you? Beechwood smoke, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, nice. Mate, this is, um, yeah, this is really, really cool. Um, the mm. more we talk to particularly Australian distillers, but also international distillers, the more we're, we're, we're shattering the illusion on, on whiskey that all whiskey is scotch. You know, yeah. we're, we're in Australia. We, we don't have a massive amount of regulation on the way that we can make our whiskeys. And it just gives us such a competitive edge to fucking play. Yeah. And, and, you know, make some amazing whiskeys. Um, That's what we find too. Like, you're so, um, like, just with your barrels, like, you, you can just open your market right up yeah. to choose whatever barrel you want. That, that Chardonnay one I'm, I'm interested like in. You can just make it in so many different ways. You're not constrained by a particular mm. way to make a certain product no. and you can you can just have fun and it's a craft so you yeah. can actually just yeah. go out there so, and have so fun with it. The, our first barrel will fill um as soon as we start distilling again in probably towards the end of March. Yeah. <clears throat> I've, I've got some Grand Mania barrels. Oh, mm. oh wow. You, what do they smell like? It's incredible. Oh, Unbelievable. It took me about two and a half hours to get the bung out of it. So I didn't want to damage it. But it smells good. Yeah, it smells real good. So, I was, I was yeah, just yeah, thinking of a question of if you had, what would be your dream barrel? But then you've gone and said Grand Maniac. So, yeah. is there another barrel type that you would like to try if you had yeah, to try? I, I've got some European musket barrels yeah. that I've got whiskey in. Yeah. I, I love looking at the, um, the barrel broker list mm. yeah you go to the list and i think that's where the musket barrel came from too mm. and mm. you look at it and you think oh i wonder what that could wonder what this could coming out of a barrel like that would create or the jamaican rum and, oh, yeah. just the flavor and it well, it's like oh I, I need to make it now so i can go and taste it yeah just to see what it would be like. So, so, so now we're finishing a Jamaican rum rum cast too. We also filled a couple of Jamaican rum rum casts for full full term. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I I um I had a um uh Lafroy. I think it's I think it's a hundred liter Todd from memory. Yeah. yeah. And it was falling to pieces. So I got it. I got it from Robbie. Right. And it was at the back yeah. of the shed. And what I wanted to do was. Was take uh, our I am flavor profile, um, which the best way to describe it is chalk, cherry ripe, and peanut brittle, and smash it together. I, I think that's yeah. the best way to describe it. Couple uh, that with a punch in the face. A punch, no, no punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wanted to finish it off for a couple of months in a Lafroy just to drive something through in, in the heat of summer, right? Mm. So anyway, we took the Lafroy down to Murray River Cooperage. Uh, John did his magic. Did it's you hear what John said about that particular barrel, by the way? What? Because the way they they shrunk it down, they, they changed. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Here's, here's a great head head story. Size. So if yeah. you increase the headwood size again, you increase the size of the barrel. 
the, the staves stay the same. No, say right. that again. Say that again. So, yeah. so everyone, yeah. everyone's got that because so, so the way the way the barrels they, they reduce the size of the headwoods mm. when, when when we got the barrel. So it's it's quite a long, skinny sort of barrel. Yeah, right. Eh? What John was saying is that what you can do because they did this and just reduced the size of the headwoods, if we increase the size of the headwood again, we can increase the size of the barrel. Because of the curvature of the staves. Right. So, so it goes like this. Yeah, That's the best way to describe it, right? Yeah. And because it's like that, what, what Todd's saying is they can pull the headwoods and put bigger headwoods, and because of the curvature of the wood... They can actually timber. enlarge the barrel. Yeah. So what? What's that new timber touch? So what? What? What has it been on? Oh, well, the, the new well, timber would probably be American oak or French oak or, or, yeah. or something. And, and, but it wouldn't be the original fry. No. Yeah. And we we didn't we didn't modify it. We 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 just no. got John to tighten the hoops and and we pressure tested it and it's good. So yeah. we're actually going to yeah drive some probably some I am through it. Um, yeah. Just yeah, that, that would be good, wouldn't it? Uh, well, that's what um, um, uh, Hobart Distilling, uh, Hobart Distillery, um, John Jarvis, he's done some good work with the Lafroy cast, and uh, Christy Lark and Clara. Mm. He's had some amazing... Yes, John, we know you're there. John's there. Well, he was there Sir, earlier. Sir, anyway. Sir John Jarvis is he there. Was there. He was there earlier. Whether he's still here, I don't know. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> and Christy Lark, she, she released the Lafroy finished uh, cast. And I think she only had it in there for like three months or something. Yeah. Mm, it's pretty yeah. really cool thing about this barrel, though, is that we, we thought we'd dried it out and killed it. But when we steamed it to try and seal it up again, it just smelt that really Lafroy smokiness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I saw them, actually. So so, so you, you've got a steamer there as well, have you? Yeah, a little, little uh, Bunning steamer. Yeah, um, right. And that works fine. It, it's... Mm. Um, but I'll tell you a little secret. This is strictly confidential. Shit. We're, we're not going to have anything to actually put out. <laughs> Especially since I forgot to turn it back on after we paused it. <laughs> We've been off this whole time. So we're going we're to go to BWS, right? And we're going to go and buy two bottles of Lafroy 10. And we'll yep. throw it into the barrel to yep. re-season the, the wood, mm. right? Now, mm. could you do that in Scotland? No way. Can you do it in Australia? Fuck yeah. yeah. You're not, you're not yeah. doing anything wrong, right? Nah. And that's how you can't do it in Scotland? No, you couldn't do it in Scotland. Um, mm. But you, you're re-seasoning the wood. Um, with yes, we, we, will tip the, we will tip the whiskey out of the barrel again. Before no, we'll we leave it for the wood to soak it all up. After that, whatever's left over, it's not going to be... Yeah. No, whatever yeah. you're not going to be able to get on top of it. Out and then you will consume it. Yes, yeah. It, well, it could be a bit ordinary. Well, there's going to be something. You can try everything that comes out of a barrel. Yeah. Have you done anything with a chartreuse barrel yet? Oh, that would be interesting. Just before Christmas. You got one. Yeah. I got, got a couple of them. Yeah. What, from Robbie or? Green or yellow? Yeah, Robbie, I think you got them from. <clears throat> and, I got um, an yeah. Armagnac barrel from Robbie. Um, <clears throat> I, I was after an Armagnac barrel for years. It was a bit of a a bit of a thing for me. I love Armagnac. And yeah. then I was talking to Robbie one day, 
And then four months later, I, I get a phone call from Robbie and goes, your ammoniac barrel's here. I go, I didn't order an ammoniac barrel. I didn't think I could order an ammoniac barrel. <laughs> well, well I, I've got a... That's chartreuse. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm a bit excited about that. It's going to. I've got you're a. Gonna, um, you're going to a finishing barrel. Sorry, you're going to fill it. Quiet. Hang on, Todd. Saying something. Todd's talking. Todd's talking. Shut up. Where's the conversation stick? Hang on. There it is. Can you see it? Todd, grab, grab, grab. Shut the truck up. Grab the glass. The conversation. I've got it on my hand. Just no, this side. This side. The other side. Anyway, I forgot the question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do it again. Do it again. Do it. No, hang on. Yeah, hang on. Here we go. And I'm passing the glass. Go. No, the other side, you dickhead. The other side. Side. Oh, yes. Yes. He got it. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Inside joke. Speak. Speak. Can I come and work at your distillery? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'd love it, Todd, at my distillery. <laughs> he won't pay you, though, Todd, so don't worry. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, what was you? Because it seems to be going around in the area. <laughs> and that in Chartreuse, uh, yeah, um, do you know if it was, was yellow or green Chartreuse? Because they're quite green, different. Green, I think. Green, fantastic. Green, I'm, I'm pretty sure they said. Wow. Yeah, just off here. And, and, and speaking of your almanac, mm -hmm. almanac that you like, I, I put a, a gin about maybe about 14, 15 months ago. So yeah. I've done a, a batch of our dry gin, yeah. put it in, in a, a cognac barrel. Ooh. And so I'm going to have an aged gin come out soon. And right. yeah, yeah, I've, I've just got to get on the wallet. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is confidential. Yeah. Cone, of Cone of silence. You, you look at it, it's a beautiful goldy color. Imagine. And you, you taste it and you'd swear one of your, your biggest botanicals is ginger. But it, we wow. haven't got ginger in our botanicals, but it's absolutely beautiful. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's going to be uh, the, the worst. It's in about a a 250 liter barrel, but I think I've got maybe got 180 liters in there, so it'll it'll sell when when I release it'll sell out quickly. But uh, it's looking and tasting beautiful, isn't it? Sounds very um, special. Mm. Cool. What are you well, gonna say, Luke? You want to say something? I'm just saying I'm 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 really sad. I've just I've just killed my bottle of King Lake. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, King Lake King King Lake's one of our. Um, we haven't actually had we haven't actually had Chantel and Sam on shooting the shit, but, but we're going to. We're going to. I've yeah, I've bought a bit. I accidentally bought two bottles at once and now they're both gone. <laughs> another another great Australian distillery oh, that's fantastic. that's doing stuff yep. and doing their own thing and finding their own way. Mm. And that's what's really exciting. There's yeah, and we're talking specifically whiskey. There's so many Australian distilleries making their own style of whiskey. Yeah, in the future, instead of people saying, Oh, is this the Scotch whiskey? We're going to, over in Scotland, they're going to be saying, Is this, this an Australian whiskey? Mm. We'll yeah. take them over one day. Oh, I, <laughs> oh absolutely. I, there's I more totally talks about 
I firmly believe that. I firmly believe Australian whiskey is the next big thing. You know, yep. It used to be the Japanese whiskey, but I firmly believe it's Australian. And mm. so uh, Travis, who's doing Whiskey Capital uh, whiskey show in Canberra this week, he I can't remember the exact quote, but it's along the lines of, we're going to have some great Australian whiskeys, uh, New Zealand whiskeys. Oh, there might be a Scotch as well. <laughs> it's like, and I'm, I'm not bagging scotch i love scotch yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that's how we all got in the game in the first place really exactly yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah. well when, when i left in murphy's the other week they brought me a 23 year old johnny walker oh and, and uh, that, uh, might worth my trying. Hey? that might almost might be almost worthwhile trying <laughs> 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 yeah, well, well yeah, I hope he's after. Can we start to play again? Oh, bugger! <laughs> we're, we're, we're back live again. Yeah, we're back live. Yeah. Start recording. Yeah, and there goes the fucking sponsor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, was so close, so I, close. Just, we almost had them. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I had them for like a million dollars, and like, on that note, the show should. The show, be the, show, the show should wrap up. Yeah. Guys, this has been an amazing one. It's a great episode tonight. It's straight out of the box. It's Aussie Craft Distillers <laughs> not fucking around. Um, this is what so, it's all about. It's just conversational. You know, people that, that watch this or listen to it as a podcast, they, it gives them a real insight to what we do, how we operate, and, and why the fuck you endure it and, and yeah why we endure it and just the, the cool shit we can do absolutely i, I can't believe we got through hour and three quarters probably nick's kids haven't been in the jump all over <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there's one episode if you had to pick one episode to watch of shooting the shit uh apart from this one uh it would be our waterford episode so it went for two and a bit hours it was long uh irish uh, head distiller of Waterford in Ireland, yeah. of course, and in Edgar Hunt, and it just went from from the start and to the finish. It was, for us, it was late. For him, it was early. Yeah, yeah. it was nine o'clock in the morning for yeah. him, and he was he was dramming on. But um, yeah. that, that was just freewheeling conversation and incredibly informative. Mm. Um, yeah. so and you could understand it being Irish. Yeah, 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 most he, of it. Yeah, yeah. He, he was. He mm. wasn't too bad. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe 50%. No, I'll give them to <laughs> I, I, I might put my headphones on while I'm behind the bar tomorrow and listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you'd love it, Tony. You'd love it, mate. It, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's an awesome episode. But this one tonight, guys, fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, we really thank appreciate it. Thank you very it. much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, we've got your website there. So Sponsors, even though they're not paying? No, fuck that. Okay. No, no, they, no, no, no. The sponsor's got to pay. Absolutely. I'm. I'll play bad cop. Yeah, you can be I'll, bad. Cop. I'll be bad cop. Uh, I'll be okay, bad cop. Okay. How much is on the Like we, we better start chasing barrel brokers because they got a fair bit of um. Yeah, yeah, Robbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, mate, pay it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got your script in the post. It's okay. We did it tonight. Yep, yep. And crafty, I'll send you a bottle of slow gin out. 
Uh, yeah. cherries. And, and that, the, the cherry one. If, reserve if, that cherry as well because yeah, that yeah. sounds amazing. That, that'll be passed wow. around at the camp, the Epic in the Valley yeah. camp. Definitely. It, so it, in honour. Absolutely. Thank you guys for joining us. We've got the Thank website on the uh, up on the screen, jonesandsmithdistillery.com.au. Uh, yeah, we have coming up Epic in the Valley. Oh, this is it. Yeah. Or we could do our own advertising. We could do our own advertising. <laughs> for free. Yeah, yeah, look at that. <laughs> so right. we've got Epic in the Valley, <laughs> and look at that. We even have a graphic. There we are. <laughs> so the 10th and – oh, fuck, I've, I've – No, 10th to 4th of March. Yep, all right. Go. So we've got the 10th. Who's your IT guy? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. I'm great at IT. I mean, <laughs> is that the image I had? Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Go talk. I hope so. Talk. Is that accurate? Yep, looks good to me. Go. All right, good. So, go to fault to March. Uh, hit up the uh, the Facebook. There are links there to get to buy tickets. Uh, it's a family friendly event. We've got a whole heap of shit going on. There and are, and can I just add, see see that photograph down in the far in the bottom right hand corner? Yeah. Because yep. of that, of the three the three amigos there. Because yep. of that photo, we're going to have a quiet area. <laughs> <laughs> hey, craft. Uh, hey, sorry. They still put they put the pizza on again this year. The put the water. The pizza. Yeah. The, yeah. Pizza. Pizza. Pizza's on, yeah, so on the Saturday. Pizza, salad. That was unbelievable. Yeah. It was good pizza. It was great mm. wood-fired pizza, which was lovely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, It's actually a really, really nice campground. And there's going to yeah. be internet this week, this year. So It's not really an advertising feature, though. Isn't come come camp the internet. <laughs> but it's like, no, you got to have the internet. Yeah. No, I, can't, I can't live with so, it. So we've got a, um, a chocolatier. Uh, just out of Bathurst, they're joining us. Uh, we've got um, uh, Black Snakes back. Um, Davy Boy, Hop and Clover Brew uh, Brewery is back. Uh, Ministry of Mead. So mm. Paul, uh, the Mead Man, is is there. Um, Paul and I collaborated. Spirit of the Bees. We distilled mead. We're going to have that on pour. Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, nice. Ben Tan will be there. Um, we're working on with Ben Tan. We're going to have some stuff there, some liqueurs, and what else? Um, you're doing a you're doing a release as well. Yeah, I'm releasing. I'm release. Well, not I'm. Todd and I are releasing five Y five. Why is it called five Y five? Because it's five. It's five year old whiskey. Um, well, bit, it's, all, it's almost six. It's taken us that long to get it out. Yeah, but but six y six doesn't have a ring. Have the same ring, so uh, five y yeah. five is very thunderbirdy. Six by six just nah, doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we, yeah, we're releasing whiskey uh, for that, which is cool. Uh, who you, also, you do have a release? Is it? When's, when are you doing the Canberra thing? Oh yeah, Rebel. Todd. Todd, Rebel? Todd, Todd, talk about this weekend. What are you up to, mate? This weekend, I'm going to Canberra, and I'm going to be releasing our next um, our next our next independent bottling of the last what is it five ages series the ages series that and it is all all in Canberra this weekend. Yeah, Yeah. no, I'm not. I can't make it. But uh, Todd, he's having having a special time at the campsite. A special time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
So Todd and, and Craig Subroots, who's our unofficial brand ambassador, um, is launching Rebel. Rebel. Rebel, um, Rebel is a um, well, it's actually a, sorry, Ooh. yeah. Rebel's a six-year-old rum cask. So it's a rum cask for many years. Hey, sorry. It was a complete pain in our backside for a long time. That's why it's called. That's soil oh. picture. Oh, that's so, so it's been there for six years, is it? Yeah, and it took four years before it started mm. to do anything. Yeah. Um, that's why it's called oh, that's Rebel. Just the art. Hold on, hold on. Here we are. But it's a vintage. It's not vintage. It, it's a uh, Western Australia uh, distillery, Hoochery Rum. There it is. Um, Hoochery Rum Cask. So yeah, big mm-hmm. release for us, Whiskey Capital, this uh, this um, Saturday. Southern Canberra. So we've actually, you've actually got a few releases coming. So up. January was Tin Shed. Independent two sheds. Bo- independent two, sorry, two sheds. Yeah, two sheds. Uh, independent bottling. Uh, so we're in. We're into the final stretch of our independent bottlings. So January, February, March, and April, we're releasing four uh, uh, independent bottlings, which is called the Age Series because they're between five and six years old. We have two sheds, which we released Australia Day, and two sheds is Love that label. Yeah, <laughs> that is Tin Shed or uh, Smitty, an uh, equity brand. That is uh, independent bottling of Smitty. And then... In, Have you saved me a bottle of that, just while I remember? Yep. In, in February at, uh, at Whiskey Capital, we're releasing Rebel. So Rebel in February. And then in March at the camp, Epic in the Valley, we're releasing 5Y5. Jesus. Which, going on. 5Y5, you'll notice that's not the right label, but anyway... Um, it's close. And then uh, in April, the big one, the uh, finale, is is Billy Miles. Oh, so, oh okay. Right. All right. I had that around the wrong way. Billy Miles is... Hold on. Patience. God, patience. Oh, God, we are very patiently waiting. It's going to be a three-hour episode, I'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Billy Miles. So my second, my second that, that is the glorious... Uh, New Make Spirit from Flurio Distillery in South Australia. Mm. And then that is it. We have completed our journey of independent bottling that started in 2015. Jeez. Pretty well. All that that chapter of our IBs, anyway. Yeah, that as well. So, um, yeah. So that's enough Craftworks promotion. (laughs) 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 It's actually the most. Just to let you know, if you want to come and spend a weekend with us at the Lucknow Tavern, there's a, an empty room. We haven't got a bed in it yet, but we've got one for the chef that's coming on. We'll put a, a bed in the other one. So he's going to and, and beers and whiskey. Let's go. Yeah, road trip. Time for another road trip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was on my... On my cards for the next couple of months, I wanted to come down and see you. So you just give yeah. us another good reason. So yeah, 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 absolutely. We'll come down, guys. I'm looking forward to All it. Right, mate. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. I'm just going to put up the website one last time. There it is, jonesandsmithdistillery.com.au. 
please like and subscribe, buy their product. The gin is very reasonably priced for such a beautiful bottle and so many awards. Uh, so definitely get into that. Uh, thank you very much for your time, guys. Really appreciate it. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Yeah, those guys that have hung in to the end, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> but just, just to let them know, too, we won a bronze and a silver for two of our whiskeys as well. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, humble brag. Straight, humble straight brag. out of the gate, too. Straight out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. That just shows you in New South Wales how fucking good our whiskey is. So the Tasmanians, they're making good whiskey, but the mainlanders are doing okay as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe Seven Valleys are starting to look pretty good. I know that orange is not quite in it, but we'll just drink it's on the edge. Close enough. On the edge. Close, yeah. Close enough. Apparently, you can. You, you can you, Look, if you can see the Blue Mountains from Bathurst, you must be able to see Seven Valleys from Orange. <laughs> if, you, if, you if you squint and use a telescope, absolutely. <laughs> and on that note. On that note, thank you all. Catch us all next time. Oh, actually, sorry. I do have to say. So in two weeks' time, we have. Two, we have? two weeks' time, we've got Mick and Mel from Imbue Distillery. Imbue, yes. Yeah. Imbue and gin and other things, but whiskey. So oh, we actually yeah. have locked in the yeah, next episode. Yeah, yeah. We're organized. We're organized. 2023. Ooh. I've already got artwork done. I thought you were going to say, I've already got a. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be coming to Whiskey Capital this weekend. Come and see me, please. Oh, and... yes. Whiskey Capital. Go yeah. see Todd. Go see Todd. He'll yep. be. Good luck, Todd. My sneaky tastings under the table, and we'll give you some. I want it, Todd. I need some stuff. All right, all right, guys. Bye. See you, guys. There.